anybody know who that band is that did that song? Super Tramp. Super Tramp, yeah, baby. A man from the 80s after my own heart. Well, man, they, they totally nailed what we're talking about today, you guys. We're going to get a little bit of our love to people. We're going to get a little bit of our time to people. And then I love the line, now is the time to share. So send a smile because we're on our way back home. So we have been in a series, we're wrapping it up today, a series that we've been calling Bless. And we've been talking about how God in his heart and his desire is to bless the world. He so loves the world, but then he's called us actually to be the blessing. And you guys, the greatest blessing in all of the world is your heart and my heart being connected to the living God, right? That is the greatest experience and blessing for every human being on this planet. So K2, in the midst of coming to Salt Lake City 17 years ago, our mission is to invite and to equip everyone to live out the adventure of being able to be actually with Jesus, following him in relationship with him. And so that's what, we, that's what this whole blessed series is. How do we invite people into that? And how do we equip you? Because if you're a follower of Jesus here today, the desire in every one of our hearts is to be used by God to bless the world. So that acronym we've been talking about, we begin with prayer. We listen to people with care. We eat together. How many of love that one? Yeah, let's eat together. Let's share or serve with love. And then today, we're talking about how we are, you, you got to get to the point where eventually you share the story. You share your story. And you guys, what I'm excited about today, I'm going to look for something here. You got something I can hold down my notes with, just something to put this so they don't fly away on me. That big bagel with cream cheese looks pretty good. Let me bring that up here. Thanks. And, and you guys, and, and here's what I hope that every one of us will leave with today. And, and again, like Derek said, if, if, you're just, if you're just here visiting, if you're checking out K2, if the whole idea of Christianity or following Jesus is new to you, here's what I want you to hear today. All we want to share with you is good news. <laughs> we just want to share good news. And, and for all of us who are actually followers of Christ, here's, here's the most exciting thing I can tell you. You're going to leave here today, and I hope that you will know at the core of your being, you actually get to share with people good news. Now, who doesn't like good news? So I was thinking about good news. Um, Susie and I, after we had Mariah and Ashlyn, and um, we were trying to decide if we wanted to have a third child or not. And uh, so it was a Friday night or a Saturday night, and we were watching Cheaper by the Dozen. Okay? So we're watching Cheaper by the Dozen going, should we have another kid? So what was the answer? Absolutely! Let's join the adventure. Let's be crazy. But seriously, what happened to me that night is I was sitting there, and I imagined our living room 10 years later with a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old and I remember just feeling like there's somebody missing. There's somebody missing. We got to have a third kid. Well, we had our two, and man, 
we just wanted a boy, right? I mean, we really wanted the boy. We wanted to have some girls. We got our girls. We wanted the boy. And I want to tell you, when we went in for our ultrasound, and we sat there, and the picture came up, and they looked at us, and they told us, it's a boy. I tell you, man, we were walking out of that hospital, and every single person was looking at us. <laughs> because we, are, we were just beaming. Because we got good news. Now, in light of today's message, I, I, I thought about this and I said, good news. And I just closed my eyes and I thought, and I said, Lord, what's the, like, what's just the first thing that hits me when I think about getting good news? And immediately all I could think of was when World War II ended. I mean, every movie you've ever seen with World War II finally ending. You, you put that in, you Google that and hit images and every image is pure celebration. And I remember thinking about watching movies and, and the people who were actually in concentration camps and when the soldiers finally rolled in and were able to bring the good news that this life, this life of imprisonment, this life of death, this life of destruction, this life of division is done. Like, how fun would that have been to be the one who gets to bring that news? And here's what I want to tell you, man. If we know Jesus, we have really good news. And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul writes this. He says, anyone who belongs to Christ, okay? I'm sure some of you here, you belong to Christ, Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new creation. That's good news. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God. And that's also really good news. It's a gift that you actually receive from him. Not something you have to work for. Not something that you have to be good enough to, to receive from him. It's a gift. And that's good news who brought us back to himself through Christ. God brought us back to himself. Every one of us sitting here who knows Christ, if anyone, if you're a new creation in Christ, you know the old life is done, the new life is here, it was a gift from God, and I've been brought back to him, and he's living inside of me, and that is great news. And then he says this, and God has given to us and who's the us? Anyone who's in Christ. So any of us, he goes, it says, God has given to us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he committed to us, God has committed to us this wonderful message this good news of reconciliation. You guys, we have the greatest news in the world. And I don't know about you, does this world need this news right now? Come on, man. There are so many people struggling and desperate and needing some hope in the midst of this world. And we've got it. We've got it. And that's what I want to go into today is I'm going to help equip us today. So if, if you're a follower of Jesus today, 
part of the adventure of following him is he said, if you do, if you follow me, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm going to make you somebody who's going to go out into the world and I've given you this task to reconcile people back to me so that they too can receive the gift and have the freedom and have the hope and have the presence of God. All right? So today, you and I are going to be bearers of good news. Let's hear it all. We're going to be bearers of good news. All right? Let me pray for us. And let's ask. And you guys, I'm going to pray. But I want to just ask you to pray. Because every time we gather together like this, God says, my word is alive. It's active. I will speak to you. I might teach you something. I might rebuke you, which means just get you back on the right path. I might correct you. He goes, but I'm going to train you so that you can be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So let's just ask God to, to meet us here today, to fill our hearts, to help us to live out what our commission is, and that's to be the bearers of good news. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for the beauty of it. God, I thank you for our life that we have in Christ. Thanks for the new creations that we are. Thanks that the old is gone. The fear of death is gone. The separation from you is gone. That being a slave to sin is gone. Thank you, God, that we have new life in you. And Lord, I'm just asking now in Jesus' name for help today to be able to present your word to us. And then I'm asking God, that you might empower us, because that's what you said, Jesus, you told your disciples, you said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will have power, and you will be my witnesses. Lord, we want to be your witnesses. We want to share the good news. We want to see as many people possible be blessed by a relationship with you. So Lord, equip us today, and I pray for it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, there's a really popular quote, and I'm sure many of you have heard this. It says, preach the gospel at all times. And by the, by the, by the, uh, make sure we understand. The word gospel literally means what? Good news. That's what it means, good news. This quote says, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. Okay, how many of you ever heard that? All right, we, I think we kind of like that. Well, here's what I want to tell you. If you've been praying, which is our first one, if you've begun with prayer, and then you've actually engaged with people and you've listened to them, you guys remember this message? When you listen to people, you actually value them above yourself. You're saying to people who you are, what you believe, the essence of your life, I value you, I want to know you. If you've been listening to people, if you've been inviting them over for dinner or inviting them out for dinner, remember every invitation lets somebody know, I'm thinking about you. I want to be with you. You matter to me. You've been valuing people if you've been eating together with people. And then if you've had a chance to serve people, like Derek taught us so well last week, man, when you're serving somebody, what are you doing? Every one of those things, guys, you're blessing people. You are helping people to know Man, I, my life actually matters. I feel important. Well, guess what? You just shared the gospel without any words. You just did it. That's what the kingdom of God is. 
The kingdom of God is Jesus Christ taught us. He goes, you lay down your life for your friend. So I just want to say, in the midst of that quote, share the gospel. If you've been praying and listening and eating together and serving people, you've been sharing the gospel. But here's what's important. You can do all of those things and people still will have no idea that they actually need to be reconciled to God. And so, wow. So, the last S is super important. You have to get to the point where they actually hear the good news. So I think sometimes we like that quote because, oh, good. I can just, I can just really love people and care for people, and I don't ever actually have to share the truth about who Jesus is. Okay, but we, here's what we forget. That's the good news. So when the angels came, when Jesus was going to be born, what did they say? We bring you good news of, that will cause great joy for all the people. When Jesus is here, it says that Jesus went around proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. And I... I just want to tell you, man, sometimes as I was thinking through this, I think sometimes we forget. We actually forget how good the news is. And sometimes we live in a culture that doesn't think it's good news, and so we kind of get intimidated, and we don't think about sharing it, and we forget this is the best news. When Jesus Christ came, he was like, I've got good news. Acts 5.42, once the church started, says, day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. And then Romans 10 says this, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't forget that. Everyone. Everybody on your frank list, every friend of yours, every relative of yours, every acquaintance of yours, every neighbor of yours, and every coworker of yours, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Is that good news? That's good news. And then it goes on to say this, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? So here's what I want to remind you of. Jesus has already told us very clearly. Anyone who's in Christ, I've given you the task of reconciling people to God. You, if you're a follower of Christ, you have been sent to tell people about Jesus so that they can hear him, so that they can believe in him, so that they can find eternal life in him. And that's why scripture says, how beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. So 1 Peter 3.15 says, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give the reason for the hope that you have and do this with gentleness and respect. All right? So let's do it. I'm going to do I'm going to share two things with you today to prepare you or to equip you because that's what we're here for. 
so that you can actually be what Jesus has called you to be. All right? Someone who brings good news. Here's the first one. You need to share your story. You just need to share your story. And this is actually very biblical. If you look in the New Testament, Paul often was sharing his story. (laughs) And he shared it in different contexts with different types of people. If you want to look in Acts chapter 22, there's an amazing, like almost the whole chapter of Paul just sharing his story. You guys, you need to understand your story is powerful. Your story of actually coming to a place where your life got reconciled to God and God became real to you. Here's what I do know. People will argue, we will, we will fight and we will argue about whether there is a God or whether Jesus Christ is the son of God or whether you need to be saved by him. Yeah, there's gonna be lots of arguments, but the, the amazing thing is people will respect your story. They won't deny what happened to you. So one of, one of the short stories that Paul says is in 1 Timothy 1, chapter 12 through 17. He simply says, I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who's given me strength that he considered me trustworthy, appointing me to his service. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. The grace of our Lord was poured out on me abundantly along with faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. And here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. So now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. See, this is Paul's story. And and, and what I love, you guys, here's here's a really simple, if you're going to do an outline, if you're going to sit there and go, man, well, how would I put my story together? Number one, you say, who were you before you ever met Jesus? And Paul's like, I used to kill Christians, all right? That's a pretty good story. (laughs) But you kind of share who you were. I was the worst of sinners. And he, he just says, I was a blasphemer. And so you just kind of say, this, is, this was my life. And then the second thing you do is you simply share, how did you meet him? How, how did it actually happen when God became real to you in Jesus Christ? Share that part of your story. And then the third thing you share is, and here's what's different afterwards. Here's what's different in my life afterwards. Who was I before? How did I meet him? And how has he impacted my life? So, and then I just just want to give you a few other tips that are really important when you're sharing your story with people, okay? The first one is this. Be completely honest. Be completely honest. And by the way, how many of you, let's just be honest here. How many of you, when you think about sharing your story of coming to faith, with a friend or a relative or a coworker or a neighbor freaks you out. Yeah. So you know what you do? You sit down with your neighbor and you go, okay, I just want to tell you, this totally freaks me out. That's what you say. 
if, if you are nervous, if you're scared, the best thing you can do is just let the person know. It's like, listen, man, I, I care so much about you. Our relationship matters so much to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have not wanted to share this with you because it just makes me nervous and I'm scared. What, what happens to the other person if you share that, that vulnerability with them? All of a sudden, their whole wall comes down. <laughs> They're like, all right, chill, man. It's okay. You can tell me. And so be completely honest. Number two, do it with great humility. Do it with great humility. Come on, man. If you were drowning and were going to die and somebody dove in and rescued you, like how much pride would you have in that story? None. You would do nothing but elevate the other person who saved you. So, man, if you think you're better than anybody else because you have this relationship with God, I would say you forgot what happened in the first place. So be super humble when you share your story. Do it with great authenticity, okay? Don't, don't make it something that looks polished and I've got it all together. Just be you. Just be you and share your story just like you built this relationship with them. The, la- the next one is make connecting points. Make connecting points with the person that you're talking to. Paul was a genius in this when he shared his story. If he was talking to Jewish people, he always made the connection with them that he was Jewish. And he would make those points so they could go, okay, you get me, you relate to me. I, I, we can understand here. And, and, and actually, when, he, when Paul's in Athens, which is a completely non-Jewish audience, he talks to them about their many gods. And he makes that connection with them. I, I just think it's super important, you guys, don't just go in with a preconceived, here's my story, here's what I'm gonna tell you, and I don't really, by the way, what that would mainly say is you never listen to them in the first place. <laughs> okay, remember the first, you, you begin with prayer and then you listen. And partly by listening, you actually know what connecting points you can make with these people as you're sharing your story, all right? And then the last tip is just... Don't, don't use any Christianese, okay? Don't, don't use language that they can't understand. Please, please. This is where you just want to put all your religious knowledge and all of the, the language that is different and just put that aside and just be completely relatable, all right? So let, let me just give you an example uh, in my own life. So a few years ago, um, when my daughter Ashton was playing soccer, uh, on the sideline, you know, soccer dad, you get a chance, you just meet with all these parents. And, and finally, I connected with this guy. And we, just, we just really had a great time watching the, watching the soccer games together. So as we continued to build that relationship, eventually I said, hey, we should go grab lunch sometime. And so we did. So we sat down and we had lunch. And while we were having lunch, I asked questions, <laughs> right? Because that's what you do. You just listen. I, and, and I really want to know you. I just want to get to know who you are. We have a great time. We continue the relationship. We go out a few more times for coffee. We have lunch together. We're actually really getting to know each other. So, and then immediately, I'm just praying. And I start praying for this guy all the time. So I'll be honest with you. This was before I even heard this acronym, BLESS. But I just realized that's what you do. When you start to meet someone and you care about them, you start praying for them. So you begin with prayer. 
you listen to them and you eat together. That's what I was doing. And then one uh, morning we were going to have lunch together and I was in the shower and I was getting ready. And while I was in the shower, I very distinctly heard, I, because I was not thinking this, we talk a lot about here, here, about how you actually hear the voice of God. They come to you, God comes to you in your thoughts. So I'm in the shower and, uh, and all of a sudden I just sense God completely. This voice comes to me in my head and just says, hey, I want you to share me this afternoon with John. I want you to share with me. And I just, I remember, I know, I know I'm this pastor, right? You guys all think that I just share Jesus with everybody everywhere I go. I was sitting in the shower and I'm just going, okay, uh, well, how do you want me to do that? And so then I just started asking God and I said, okay, God, I will, because I hear you very clearly. And then I just started praying. I said, would you help me? How do you, how do you actually want me to share with John? And so I go to lunch and here's what I sense that, that God was telling me. And I just followed what he, what he did, what he said, said to me. The first thing I said to him was, I said, hey, you know what, John, I just got to tell you. I mean, you know, obviously you know what I do and you know I follow Jesus and I believe in God. Because I believe in God, I said, I don't think there are any coincidences. I think every time I run into somebody, there's a reason that I'm actually doing that. So I just want to let you know, I, I think the fact that you and I built this friendship together, I don't think that's a coincidence. And it was awesome because he goes, yeah, me neither, man. I, I, I totally believe that. I'm like, that's awesome. And then here's what I said. I said, hey, so would you mind, could I just share with you why I do what I do? That was the, that was the phrase I felt like God gave me in the shower. God, would you, could I just share with you why I do what I do? And he, what, what's he going to say? No. <laughs> no, he's like, yeah, man, go for it. And so I just started with my story. And here's my story. And here's the important part of this. You got to be able to get your story like really short and super concise. People sometimes call it the elevator speech, right? And so here's what I said. I go, well, John, I, I grew up in a home. Uh, we went to church, just like a lot of people go to church. I knew at this point he goes to church. I'm like, you go to church. Um, but Jesus was never a topic of conversation in my house. And so we were just really good people who went to church. And then one day while I was in church, this guy gave this message about if you would put your faith in Jesus Christ and trust him with your life, that you could actually receive eternal life and have the absolute assurance of being with him forever. And then I just told him, I said, and John, I don't get it but it was the weirdest thing. I was sitting there, I'm 11 years old, and my heart just started pounding. And, it, and then and I went to a Methodist church. And if you're in the Methodist church, what they do is they invite you to come forward, right? So I'm like, so I'm sitting there in the middle of this pew with my family and my four brothers and sisters. And all I can sense is God is saying, David, I want you. I love you and I wanna be in relationship with you. And this guy's saying, you got to come forward. And I just remember going, there is no way I am going down. There is no way. <laughs> but my heart kept pounding. It wouldn't leave me alone. So then I finally just said, it's like, okay, I don't, we make deals with God. I made a deal with God. And I said, God, if one of my friends goes, I'll go. And the whole time I just sat and I waited for one of my friends to come. And then finally, Jim Poit got up and he walked down the aisle. And as soon as he did, Man, I popped out of my seat and I went down. And I just want to tell you, man, I had one prayer the whole time I was at that altar. God, please help me to stop crying. 
I was so embarrassed as an 11-year-old boy. But I just, and I just told myself, but I got to tell you something. In that moment, I was not seeking after God. I wasn't trying to find God. But God came after me. And he made himself real to me. And the craziest thing is ever since that time when I was 11 years old, and I said, God, I want you in my life, and I'm going to give you my life. God has been real to me, and he's been present in my life. That's my story. How long did that take? Three minutes, maybe? What's your story? Now, here's the point. You have to know a really short part of your story. And then, as the conversation goes, I shared a whole lot more with him, right? Because he started asking questions. And I, and I was able to share more with him about who Jesus was in my life. But I just want to tell you, man, if you share your story, you never know how that might impact somebody else to find their story. I remember after I graduated from high school, and I was talking to a gal getting ready for our uh, planning, our, our class reunion. And, and we were just sitting there and she's like, okay, Dave, you got to tell me, why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> and I said, well, and I just was, had a chance to share my story with her. And, and, and I told her here, the, another little thing. I said this. I said, you know what's interesting, uh, Tiffany, is because um, how I feel now is I feel like we're sitting in as a senior and we're in our class and there's one question to graduate from high school. One question. And it's two plus two. And I said, and I'm looking around, and everybody's writing down five. Now, if you, if somebody said the question to, for you to graduate from high school is two plus two, and you looked around and everybody was writing five, and you knew the answer was four, what would you do? You'd tell them because you love them and because you care for them. So that's what I'm doing. You guys, find your story, practice your story, figure out who were you, how did Jesus come, and how is your life different afterwards? And your story, people won't deny it, and God will use it to help them to realize that they can relate to him as well. All right? So that's the first thing. You gotta share your story. The second thing is, and this is where it gets hard, but you need to share Jesus' story. I mean, it's, 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 okay. it's, sometimes it's actually fun to share your story, but eventually you got to get to the point where you actually share Jesus' story. And you've got to share the good news that we actually get to be reconciled to God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. So what's the good news about the kingdom? What is the kingdom of God? You know what it is? It's two things. It's the presence of God and it's the way of God. The good news that we have all experienced, that Jesus was saying to everybody is, God is actually going to be present and in your midst. And once he gets in your life, you can actually start to experience the way of God of God. Now, there are so many different ways to share the good news, okay? But one of the things I want to just kind of equip you with today is I want you to think about first that this is good news. 
And so here, here's how I'm doing it right now. Like, this is kind of a new thing that's helping me to share the good news is I'll start with something like this. I'll go, so look at this, like our creation. How many people do you know who love the creation of God? People love it. And so I'll just say, you know what's amazing about the creation, you guys, is it's so good. Like today, is this not pleasing to be out here? It's beautiful, it's pleasurable, it's life-giving, and that's good. And you know why it's good? Because the creation is actually following the laws of nature that we call them. We just call them laws of nature. Basically, creation is just doing what God created it to do. And when it is in sync with God, it's glorious, it's life-giving, it's pleasurable, and it's good. So here's the interesting thing. You and I are a creation of God. People are a creation of God. And God has also created the laws of human nature. He knows what makes human life work. He knows what makes human relationships work. And when we have God and his presence in our life, then we actually can have his way. And now the human life, you guys, God wants the human life to be as glorious as this life. And, and, and he would love for our relationships to be so tight, so loving, that when people look at our life, they go, that's beautiful. That works. I want that. And that's the good news. Here's the good news. God wants to reconcile you to himself. He actually wants to be in your life and he wants you to give him your life. And if you do that, then you can have the love of God. You can have the peace of God. You can have the joy of God. You can have the strength of God. You can have the wisdom of God. Everything that's good about God, he is ready to give you. And that's what Jesus was saying. I got good news. You don't have to do this life on your own anymore. You can be reconciled to God in his presence and his way can be inside of you. And here's, here's what I know. If you're talking to the person and you've listened to them and you know, and, and you've had relationship with them, you know those connecting points again, where you can say, Here's how God, if you were reconciled to God and if his spirit was inside of you, how he could impact your life. And, here's, if, if, and if you're living that life and you're sharing the goodness that can come from God, there's a really good chance that eventually someone might actually ask you, well, how, how can I have that? How could I actually have the presence of God in my life? And how could I actually live in his ways? And here's where you get to continue the good news. And you say, listen, God loves you so much that he gave his life for you. And now all he's asking you to do, all you have to do is give your life to him. God loves you so much, he gave his life for you. And now all he's saying is, now give your life to me. And you guys, if you do that, now God gets inside of you and you get inside of him and you know each other. And so God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. So the good news initially 
is that God can be present and that we can live in his ways, in his love, and we can have that in our relationships with each other. But then Jesus comes in, in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul says this, let me now remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news that I preached to you before. It is this good news that saves you if you continue to believe the message I told you. And then he says this, I passed on to you what was most important and what has also been passed to me, that Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said, that he was buried, that he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scriptures said. You guys, here's the good news. You can be reconciled to God and you can be in his presence, but here's, how does that happen? Here's the really good news. Jesus Christ dies for you to forgive you of all of your sin so you can be reconciled back to God. And Jesus Christ rose from the dead so that he could literally live inside of you. And the good news about the death of Jesus Christ is it is a free gift. He forgives you. He pays the price for all of your sin. And you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything to earn that. It is a free gift from you, from God to you through Christ. Guys, that is the best news in all the world. Everybody thinks they have to be good enough for God. And what God said through Jesus Christ is, you don't have to be good enough for me. I'm going to be good enough for you. I'm going to lay down my life for you. And then what do you need to do? The Bible simply says, just give your life to him. Give your life to Christ. And as soon as you put your faith in him, he says, you will receive me and you will receive forgiveness and you will receive my spirit inside of you forever. And that is good news. So share your story. Share your story. Think about it. Think about who you were. Think about how Jesus Christ came. Think about how you've been different and what he does for you in your own life. And then just simply share that with people. But then eventually, share God's story. Share Jesus' story. Share the same thing he said. He goes, I've got good news. You could be reconciled with the God who created all of this, who's glorious, and he wants to fill you with his presence. And he will do that through Jesus Christ. If you put your, give your life to Christ, you will be forgiven, you will be reconciled, and his spirit will be inside of you. And that's the good news that every one of us in here knows. If you have received Christ, that's, you know that story and you can share it with others. And so today, we are actually gonna celebrate this reality through baptism. And, um, and we have five people who are gonna get baptized today. And I just wanna read for you real quick again, because what baptism is, you guys, is just a symbol of what I've just shared with you. It says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ's death, were, bapt were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism 
in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And so in this baptism is this symbol, right? And we're going to do it right here in this trough. And when the baptism happens, people are dunked into the water and it's a symbol that I have been identified with Christ. And when Jesus Christ died on the cross, he paid the price for all of my sin. And it's great because you go in the water, it's a cleansing. It's a symbol of being cleansed. And then he says, but salvation isn't just being forgiven. We're going to raise people up because he said, if you're in Christ, you didn't just get forgiven of all your sin. He goes, you've been raised so that you can live a new life. You can be a new creation and you can have the love and the joy and the peace and the presence of God. And you can share that with everybody around you. And so we're going we're gonna to celebrate those baptisms. We have five people um, who are going to be getting baptized today. I'm going to read off their name. And then I'd love for you to just give them a big round of applause as they come up here today. We got Johnny Ma. So Johnny's right here. All right. We've got Marnie Wilson. All right, Marnie. We've got Brittany Morales. Oh, they're not here. The Morales didn't come. All right. So we have two people. All right. We got two people who are getting baptized. <laughs> but here's what I want to tell you. Um, today, as you're sitting here, if you know that at this point, the good news of Jesus Christ forgiving you of all of your sin, today, if you would love to say, you know what, Jesus, I want to be reconciled to you. God, I need you in my life. I don't want to do this anymore by myself. And I believe that you really did, that you were the son of God and you have forgiven me of all of my sin. And I want to receive that today. I want to receive forgiveness and I want to be reconciled to you. And then God, I want to receive you into my life. I want to give you my life today. He says, if you'll do that, he goes, then I give you the right to become a child of God, born of my spirit, and you too will be a new creation in Christ. And while the baptisms are happening and the band's gonna be worshiping today, we're just gonna celebrate what God has done. I'm just gonna stand right over here. And if any of you at any time just feel like, you know what? I need the good news. I need to be forgiven. And I need Jesus Christ inside of me. And I would love to give him my life today. And if that's you, I'd be right down here and we'll baptize you right now today. The sun's out, your clothes will dry, you'll be good. And I'll be right here. But let's all of us, let's stand together and let's worship together as we celebrate these baptisms. We're so excited for you guys. And then, um, and if you would love to come down here and talk with me, I'll be right here.